If you don't read the newspaper, you're uninformed. If you do read it, you're misinformed. What is the long-term effect of too much information? Information, information, I just need some information. I've been dying, I've been dying. Is it lack of education? I've been reading, I've been reading without any transformation. I'm addicted, I'm addicted. Is it overstimulation? Hey. Welcome to the Success Report. The Success Report. Hear ye, hear ye, come one, come all. You are listening to The Sixth Sense Report with Joel Nikoloff and Darnell Samuels. I think I should tell everybody that I'm reporting from prison or social media prison. Not that I haven't been there already. Social media prison? Come on, man. (laughs) Yeah, me me and my my thousand follower accounts are, are somehow causing such a ruckus that I need to be, you know, given a little slap on the wrist, ruler to the palm. Well, I don't know, man. Well... Okay, so for the listeners, yes, you saw the title, you saw, you you read the caption. Uh, yeah, Joel Joel's been in some hot water with Instagram lately. Uh, also, has Facebook kind of been on you? Yeah, yeah, no, no. I mean, I I've so what's funny is like I was started looking at my so for the listener, I don't have Instagram. It's no longer active. T Joel N thirty nine seems to be gone forever. Um. I got a, a bit of a funny story that I'll come back to. The day I got banned was really peculiar. Um, mm-hmm. But I have, I mean, if I go on my Facebook, I think I currently have this like, your account is restricted for the next 90 days. If you behave. Um, but, but you know, inst- I have a tweet that I posted um, sort of demonstrating uh, one of my, my bans, or, or sorry, one of my Facebook, sorry, one of my Instagram discretions <laughs> is maybe a good way to put it. Um, I so I posted um, essentially this tweet that I'm banned from Instagram, and there's like one last effort I made to try to get back to my account. And I'll tell the story that that's sort of the basis for that request. But one of my comments that was removed on Instagram that got me flagged, I said. I think I was commenting on something about, you know, the economy needing to be being managed. And I said, Canadians are ignorant of economics if they think the economy needs to be managed. What do you think was the criteria for removing that comment? I, I don't know. Um, uh, hate speech. Oh, it was, ha- it was hate speech. It's hate speech. Oh. So, like, I, I mean, I had some other ridiculous things. Like, I, I remember, I think this name, I think it's like Pete Rock had a couple posts back in like mid 2020 that I just tried to share and got me like flat, like those posts got removed. But it was like, oh, I was, he- it was his video. Like, and if anyone who's been following him on Instagram, like, you know, I really, I don't, I don't share controversial things myself. Like, you share other people's controversial things. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, but but the point is, it's it's that like part of me is I think these things are interesting. I don't always agree. Um, many times I agree, or at least think it's an interesting point. Um, what's peculiar is that I really, I, I mean, I had a handful of the, like maybe one or two of these comments got removed for something similar to this statement, which is basically me criticizing the mainstream socialist economic perspective, but somehow it's deemed hate speech because I said Canadians are ignorant of economics. If Mm -hmm. so um, that, yeah, I'll put that, I'll put that tweet in the show notes page. If anyone wants to see it, what's really funny is like on that tweet, I've got 
a whole bunch of replies that I can almost guarantee are bots that are like, send me a DM and I'll help you recover your account. Send me it. And it's all like broken English, horrible, like, you know, giving me phone numbers in a, in a tweet reply. Like I have like, I think it's like, I don't know where they went now, but I was in my notifications. I had like so many replies. Now I can, I see three of them, but I swear there was more. But, but the point is that the day I got banned, this pizza place that I followed was literally trying to hack my password. Well, I shouldn't say hack. They were trying to scam me into giving me the password recovery information so they could change mm. my password. So the, I, I think, I, think I, I, I got one of those, but not from a pizza place. So the pizza place sends me this message. They're like, hey, you want to help me with a contest? Yes. And I was like, sure. Okay. And then, and then it was like something like, it didn't make any sense to me because I was the reply. They sent me two messages, and I was just like, "What is? I don't understand." Because I was expecting them, you know, a standard. Hey, here's this contest. I mean, go there to the link and register and vote for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I think like Rafer was when he was trying to be like best dad or something, best right. dad bod. Yeah, um, you know, so those kind of links, right? So, mm-hmm. but this guy sends it was something like send me a screenshot or something, and I was very confused. But anyways, I figured out what he was trying to do was get me to send a screenshot of the code to reset my password by tricking me into thinking that he was sending this request to my email for the contest to help vote for him. So anyways, I sort of figured that out. I wasn't cooperating. And I sort of speculated that that person decided when they realized I sort of caught on to what they were doing, decided to flag me or or hit me as like, you know, with some sort of like, reporting um no no i know my point is is the same day that i got my count yeah no no i i don't think so because i i got something like that as well um but it was from um somebody that is someone that i follow someone that follows me but i don't really have conversations with that person um they're like oh do you want to support um my clothing brand i'm starting a new clothing brand Do you want to support it i'm going to send you a link to your um, in your email. to your phone number, take a screenshot and send it to me or something like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh that's, that's... man, hey, you know, you know what's crazy? Um, Almost did it. Um, yeah, but you know what? I'm not a supportive person. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, so in my it. mind, I was like, eh. I was like, eh. nah, that's all right. <laughs> Honestly, so I, I don't, I don't, I, you know, I try not to feel guilty. I try not to do nice things out of guilt. Like that's kind of like my thing. Like if I'm going to do something nice for you is because I want to, not because I'm guilted into it. Mm-hmm. So I kind of held out. And, and then you said that. So I don't think, you know, you being banned was because of that. I, I, no, but I, I, I think you, I, I, I think you were banned because you were being a bad boy. Well, so, okay. Here's, here's my, 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 well, by their standards, maybe, but, um, <laughs> My my only <laughs> counter to that was I don't recall anything recent that would have been sort of ban worthy. Like I don't recall it was like, you know, mid COVID, mid all this craziness, I was definitely getting a lot of posts tagged with like, please see the, you know, whatever, government sponsored link for this, you know, proper fact check. And and I like, you know, we're sort of past that. So to to me, my point was not like you, you're not wrong. There's a chance that it's just completely coincidental that that was happening on the same day. But right. it was just that, like, I, all of this was happening. I was getting multiple password reset requests. And then when I, the last one, they 
like literally Instagram asks me to put in the code that was just sent to me to log back in. And I did that. And then it's like, oh, your account's under review. We'll let you know in 24 hours. I was like, huh? This doesn't make any sense. Right? Like, yeah, well, it was, it was very peculiar. In again, going back to the fact that this guy's like asking for password resets on my account, like, cause I'm getting the notifications for the, the, the password resets. Yeah. Right? But you know what, though, for the listeners, um, like, <laughs> it, you've been shadow banned before. Oh, well, for a long and, time. And for a long time. So, so for the listeners, can you explain to them what, what shadow band is? Okay. So, um, I'll use simple numbers. It's roughly accurate, but like, so middle of last year, I was probably getting like a hundred views, a, a post or a story, I should say. And then one day it was down to 20 and never went over 20 for like, let's say a month. And people really? would tell me my Instagram you were getting over a hundred. Yeah. I was getting over a hundred views on my Instagram stories No, but that includes Facebook stories. Okay. So like, cause people, sorry, people watching on Facebook, my Instagram story. Um, mm-hmm. So I would hit anywhere, yeah, roughly around a hundred per, per story. I have a lot of people that like, you know, just want to know what I have to say. They, they know how I think about things. They know that I'm not some just like anti anything that I'm well thought through my position. So, well, at least that's what I like to think. But that's why they are. They're curious. So it, that dropped to 20. So the way that I circumvented that shadow ban, I started hiding the let's get vaccinated stickers on all my posts. So I would put it behind the picture so no one could actually click on it. And essentially, I was messing with the algorithms to make them think I was on their side. And What? And- hold on, wait. <laughs> hold on, Joel. Okay, hold on, man. And it yo, worked. Yo, it worked. Oh, sorry, man. Yo, I'm lost. I'm lost. I'm okay, lost. Okay, so you know I'm the lost. let's get vaccinated no. stickers on Instagram. Remember okay, how they, no, I didn't know about it. Okay, they I, have I this, don't like, know about let's it. get vaccinated or, or stickers. So right. what was happening early on is if you put that sticker on your post, they wouldn't flag your post as fact-checked, please go see the COVID link. Right. And so if you hid the sticker behind your post, the, they couldn't actually click on the link. But then Instagram wouldn't ta- flag your link. <laughs> Okay. All right. I didn't know about this. So, right, so, so I was doing that. Then the, uh, when you share a reel, it doesn't work like because you can't hide it behind it. So then I'd put like the poop emoji over top of it um, or just little things to just be sort of like, hey, I'm going to mess with their algorithm. So that happened like last year. I was sort of fighting back. Um, let's say for the last six months, when you, if, I reply, if I commented on someone's post and they hit reply, they couldn't tag me. It wouldn't let you hit post. You'd have to delete right. the tag for me to to reply to my comments. And then if you want, if you shared a post with, you couldn't tag me in it. So like when right, I was at right, the and, then, game, and I knew that I knew that because um, six cents, yeah, six cents. And then um, like you're trying to tag me on. The I six tried cents to. Post. You know what? No, I tried to tag you on your birthday. Oh, that's right. I yes. tried to tag you on your birthday, and I couldn't get you. And they said, "Oh no, no, we're not gonna. We're, this person we're not gonna let you is tag. a delinquent. Yeah, we, we can't. We, I'm not gonna let you. I'm not gonna let you wish your boy a happy birthday." <laughs> so, so uh, a couple times I've had I shared, you know, Sam says posts, and you know how Sam on his slow to write page would show, like he'll share other people sharing his stuff. Mm-hmm. When he did that, you couldn't click to go to my post. So. So if you notice, a lot of times when, when Sam shares someone else's share, 
you can yeah. click and it'll take you to their page. Right. You That's can't right. click when it's someone sharing my share. Right. So all these things, those are these are examples of the shadow ban, right? So like it's not blatant, it's not obvious, but little features are taken away from you. Uh, this never happened to me, but another way people get shadow banned is that link function where you could paste the link to party B part of your Instagram post. They would disable that functionality for people because they were sending them links that they were not approved of too much. So Okay. Yeah, and then um yeah, I still think I'm banned on or I have the let's call it restricted on uh Facebook. Okay, 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 okay. So, so you, you you've had a restriction on Facebook, you've had a restrict, you've been um, well, you you got the boot on IG, uh, and then you're also on Twitter. H has Twitter ever given you any warnings? I don't believe so. Um, I don't nothing. Oh, um, actually, no. I got actually I got a warning from them. Um, I got a copyright warning just recently. Oh, yeah, I got a copyright warning for reposting something. Um, that I found something. Um that i found on ig um something about shoveling snow so um, random something about shoveling <laughs> snow and yes. they gave me a warning and that they may um ban my account um if i do it again but it was just about shoveling snow in a way to <laughs> shovel your snow a bit faster that it must have had like a a song in the background a song in it or something yeah yeah it's probably like an instrument well, on, on a dude i just saw this headline i'm not gonna i probably won't find it for the listener but um Cops were doing the same thing to prevent people from live streaming. They'll start playing like a, a a song that would cause the stream to get banned for copyright infringement. Hmm. So you start playing like a Disney song on a live stream. The algorithm mm -hmm. picks it up and crashes the live stream. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Well, I guess, you know, it, well, okay, so probably not Twitter, but, you know, and, and that kind of brings up um, the conversation about um, Elon Musk. Uh, billionaire extraordinaire uh, about to look into buy Twitter, and and so you know we've kind of talked about it in passing in regards to you know us doing the podcast and navigating social media. Yeah, um, like uh, what was it called? Uh, the Bill C ten is sort of related. Uh, so yeah, no, no uh, yeah, sort of related. But I just mean we we've, we've kind of made offhanded jokes, um, or or just a conversation about our weapon of choice when it comes to social media. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Remember those, those kind of back and forth, right? And in light of, you know, Elon about to buy Twitter, um, what is your weapon of choice? I mean, it, I, it, it actually, was well, Instagram. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. Well, hold on. Well, hold on. <laughs> well, just for the listeners, because sometimes, you know, for the listeners are kind of, for those who, because we do have listeners, a good percentage of our listeners who aren't on social media. And, and, and to them, I say, good for you. <laughs> good for you. Um, yeah, um, but just to be, I, I want to define what um, what the purpose of these social media platforms are. Okay, so um, this is from themodernnonprofit.com. Um, we'll put a link to it in the show notes and a couple other um, stuff we may mention. Okay, so Facebook. So it's used for connecting with friends and family, um, event invites, and news and information. It's used by almost everyone. So it's 1.6 billion people and counting. Personally, I don't think it's used by, uh, you know, teens. Um, they probably, you know, the kids in my class, they kind of laugh at that. Oh, no. That's, you know, Facebook. Facebook's Facebook for the 30 plus crowd. 
Yeah, man, you this is for the OGs. Facebook's for the OGs. You know, it's for the family. Facebook stands for family, right? The family book. Um, Instagram, it's used for visual inspiration, connecting with friends and family, storytelling. It's used by everyone except people 65 and over. Uh, leans female and millennial. Um, best for nonprofits uh, with strong visual media content, i.e. animal um, organizations, art museums, etc. Twitter, um, that's uh, industry networking, news and information used by professionals, activists, uh, thought leaders, college educated people under 50. People for, um, um, it's best for networking, uh, public relations. Most journalists are on Twitter. That's right. That's why we're on it. Advocacy organizations, nonprofit leaders. So yeah, Twitter definitely fits the Sixth Sense Support brand. Uh, Snapchat. Uh, we're not on Snapchat. Snapchat, <laughs> uh, storytelling, connecting with friends and family. It's used by teens and young adults. Best for forwarding, um, forward-thinking nonprofits, trying to connect with young people, nonprofits with strong story or visual content. Then you have LinkedIn. And LinkedIn is used for networking, uh, business-to-business, sales professional development, used by college graduates aged 30 to 64. Uh, best for advocacy organizations, hiring talent, finding volunteers, recruiting um, board members. And then the last one, Pinterest. Oh, my, my wife loves Pinterest. Uh, it's used <laughs> for planning projects, visual inspiration, discovery, and sharing for new content and style. Used by women, 71%. Mobile users, 75%. Best for nonprofits with great images to share. Uh, Low quality images won't receive uh, traction or products to sell. So you started to ask me, and I kind of already answered it, but my weapon of choice. And I, I always, I was say, like, what's funny is, I mean, it used to be Facebook for a long time, um, because I, I to some extent appreciate the long winded conversations. Um, I think that Twitter's improve, you know, slight increase in characters. Um, is helpful. It's doubled, right? Yeah, doubled. Uh, I think. Uh, it, I think it's a good size. 280, 280 characters. Yeah. Well, and they've also done the like um, tweet storms, and they've made it easier to like build multiple tweets, right? Like a tweet thread. Um, yeah. yeah. So, so I think I think Instagram is is or sorry, Twitter is um, better and better for conversation, and especially for co- like. Let's say going to look for conversations, right? Like it to me, it's much more of a public space structure, more so than Facebook, um, because at least for me, the most of the people that whether I'm interacting on, you know, um, political pages, right? Whether it's a news reporter, a media page. The p the interactions are generally very diverse, whereas um, I don't know Facebook just seems a little bit more with the groups and the pages. It, there's just more siloing um, of of people. So again, not to say that there isn't a public square component, but I'm thinking more along the lines of cultivating conversation in a public square manner. Uh, I don't know. Just seems like Twitter's. And maybe it has to do with who I follow. 
too. So maybe that's just my own, a little bit of my own perceptions based on my followings on the two platforms. Because I think Facebook, at least for me, has always been a little bit more people I know or have come in contact with, at least for the first maybe 10 years that that we were on it. Uh, whereas, because it was, I mean, I don't know about you, but I got it when I was in university and it was exclusive to university students. I didn't know that. Yeah, like you had to have a university email address to get on Facebook when I was in university in 2008. And and then it was like when I was finishing university, oh, if you have a high school email address, you can get on. Uh, and now everybody's on. So, right. yeah. And, and, and so because of that, I think most of the people that I have on my Facebook are sort of through my life's journey. Whereas Twitter was much more like people I didn't really, or is much more people I don't personally know. Um, and that's where I think, that's where my comments about public discourse conversation, Twitter's a bit more cult, like at least again, for my followers and, or sorry, who I'm following in my engagement, it seems much more public square and, and non-personal communications. Whereas my Facebook interactions are much, not to say there aren't the ability to go to like a public person's page and comment, um, but my use of Facebook is much more, you know, my friends and, and people that I'm connected with personally what you would you see it differently i know twitter's your weapon of choice um but i'm curious about the other uh instagram and facebook for you yeah no um i actually i actually have a pinterest i have pinterest uh i think my wife I have a does. twitter yeah yeah tyra got me onto it um i was like oh pinterest is pretty helpful um yes i have a, I have a pinterest um I have a Twitter, I have a Facebook, I have Instagram. Um I have a LinkedIn. Um don't have a Snapchat. I don't know, maybe I don't know. I don't know. I don't know Snapchat. I don't know. I'm still not sold on the on how that can be helpful or practical. Uh for the listeners, anybody who has a Snapchat, um shoot me a line, let me think, let let me know. Um, it's cause it says that Snapchat is most used platform, um, among 12 to 24 year olds, uh, and roughly 70% of the users are female, right? Um, they have 300 plus million people on that platform compared to, uh, LinkedIn, 260 million, um, Instagram, 1 billion, um, Facebook, 2.3 billion, Twitter, 326 million and Pinterest, 250 million monthly active users. Was that uh, just for list? Which link was that from? Was that from the um, social infographic? Uh, this is from. I think this is 2019. Uh, 2018. 2018. Um, these are monthly, um, monthly active users that I just named. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and um, obviously but, uh, but, things will have changed a little bit, but I think there's still it's still a real, yeah, 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 yeah. Figure. Generally, um, yeah. So I, I would say, um, yeah, my weapon of choice is Twitter. Um, actually, well, is it? Um, you know what? No, it's like I just mentioned. It, man, I'm on all, I'm on all of them, right? So, so for for example, um, they all, they all serve a purpose. So, um, Pinterest, I'm on Pinterest, um, because, um, I. I look up like style guides. I look up style guides. I look at color patterns and how colors can be coordinated. 
So I always enjoy looking at how certain colors um, and, 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 and clothes can be coordinated. So I check that out. Some, I use that sometimes. Twitter, of course, um, for the podcast. But also, um, I love Twitter because it's limited to 280 characters. So rarely do you ever see me doing a thread. Like I rarely ever do a thread. Um, and I try to keep whatever comments I have within that 280. And I try not to go over um, sh- uh, short to the point. Um, but also I-, I like the atmosphere on Twitter because um, people are a little bit more honest about how they feel, um, which I enjoy. It's a little bit more raw. It's a, it's a, it's a lot rougher, less polished um, <laughs> than the other platforms. So it's a lot more exciting, a um, lot more funnier. Lot more controversial, so I like Twitter, uh, Facebook. Um, but you know, some stuff I post on Twitter, I won't post on Facebook because it's a different audience. Mm-hmm. I have probably have the most. I have the most followers on on Facebook. Like I have a hundred. I have a one thousand four hundred followers on on Facebook. But it's all you know, like family, friends, people I've met over the years. Um, and you know, I just post like family stuff. You know, you know, family stuff. You know, me and Tyra. Uh, a couple jokes here and there, a couple social controversial funny stuff. Like the controversial stuff I post on Facebook are more like comedy stuff, like who has the better patties, right? I got mm. in a lot of trouble for that. <laughs> I got a lot of tr- <laughs> for saying Randy's patties were, weren't the best. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it was an insensitive pe- time, bro. Was, yo, man, people, yeah. <laughs> yeah, these guys came from my head, man. They're like, man, you, man, you don't, you're not really from the culture. But, anyways, that's what they told me. But, anyways, <laughs> right? Yeah, no, no. They, they came from my head about the patties. So that's why I keep it strictly about patties and recipes and basketball. And then Instagram. Um, more personal stuff. I don't post often. Um, just, you know, I don't, I don't post often, but I usually use it, um, to, uh, you know, six buzz is always funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and you know what? And I follow a lot of basketball trainers, a lot of sneaker blogs, basketball trainers, sneaker blogs. Um, comedians. Yeah. Um, and then LinkedIn is, you know, just my professional page mm-hmm. that I that I use for um, professional purposes. I'm trying to still build on my network, but every but all these platforms um, serve a purpose. Um, yeah, all, all, all of them uh, serve a purpose, and all of them I don't post everything on. Like something I'll post on Instagram, I won't post on Twitter because the people on Twitter wouldn't care about the posts that I posted on Instagram. So everything serves a purpose. Oh, that's good. Right. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I mean, if you look at my Instagram, I back when it was active, I had, uh, you know, maybe like twenty pictures, like thirty pictures most, and it, like they've been over a long time. Like, dude, personal? Is it personal? Per, yeah, personal pictures. Like, I but my stories were where I was like going off, right on the like, you know, just because because it pushed to both Facebook and tw- and Instagram. Yes, that's right. It's sort of that's a different right. realm. Um, right. And so, I, again, my weapon of choice. But my my Instagram page itself was like thirty pictures, and spanning back to like twenty fifteen, I think, even maybe earlier. Mm-hmm. And and just like a random, I would post like one or two pictures a year. Um, but but I I really 
consumed a lot of media or social media through Instagram. That was sort of like my first yeah. place to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, part of me is like, hey, maybe this will lead to me being one of those people who's not on social media anymore, which, you know, it's a bit of a love-hate relationship with. Um, you know, mm-hmm. you learn a lot, you engage a lot, but it's also a time suck, right? So. Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, I mean, yeah, and, and you know, you, you you have had your share. Actually, I've had my fair share of uh, controversial back and forth with people on on Facebook, but not as much anymore. It's just less. It's just like, man. Ain't nobody got time for that. Yeah, no, yeah, there's no, yeah, there's no like, man, yeah, there's no time for that. Yeah, you're right, man. There's, there's more important things to do. Even even on Instagram, like, yeah, there, there's no point. But um. But now I guess that, that that raises the point: Is it even worth it? Like in light of, in light of um, Elon Musk proposing to to um, purchase um, purchase Twitter, is it, you know, is is it actually going to make a change, or is it worth it? Well, and, and you know, I guess some people would argue, um, you know, Elon Musk is going to cultivate a different Twitter. And they think the current Twitter is good, and the the type he's going to cultivate is bad. Yeah. Um, well, 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 sorry. I, I just want to put this out for the listeners, um, for them who don't know the stats. So, so he's offering to buy Twitter for forty three billion dollars. I think it was like fifty four dollars right? and twenty cents a share, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, something like that. So forty three billion dollars. Um, now he 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 is a stakeholder. Um. Yeah, he had but bought nine uh, percent. Point, yeah, nine before, yeah. or just over nine percent. Yeah, yeah. So, so he made it clear that this is not a financial investment, but um, an investment for the public good. So he says having a public platform that is uh, maximally uh, trusted and broadly inclusive is extremely important to the future of civilization. Um, for Elon, uh, he has almost as much as. Uh, Twitter followers as I do. Um, <laughs> he has 81 million. Um, he has 81 million followers um, uh, on Twitter. Yeah, and, and so he says he wants to increase the public trust at the um, on the platform uh, by making it a place of inclusivity and true freedom of speech, and uh, uh, and so the feature, um, which is the feature of any functioning democracy. So, for example, um, he said he'll, he'll also add an edit button. Crucial. Uh, <laughs> crucial. Uh, this one's for you, Joel. Uh, he's also going to, you know, take care of the bots. Right? Yeah. Like I said, on, right. yeah, my, my, uh, and, you know, it's easy to spot a bot sometimes. Like the ones I'm talking about, they had like, yeah. you know, one follower and followed 20 people. Yeah. And, yeah. 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 You yeah, know, yeah, it's yeah, like, yep. The, the messages look half English broken. Like you're like, uh, this is a bot farm. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And then, um, content moderation, transparency, uh, and no, no, uh, no, um, permanent bans, only temporary, um, suspensions. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, now, now, now to put it into perspective and kind of looking at it, uh, Mark Zuckerberg, uh, the Facebook guy, um, he bought Instagram in 2012 for 1 billion. And um, WhatsApp in 2014 for 19 billion. Sorry, the first one was Instagram. You said for one. Yeah. So so yeah. So that's when Facebook got Instagram um, for one billion in 2012. 
and then um, WhatsApp in 2014 for 19 billion. Hi, I'm Darnell Samuels. You may remember me from such podcasts as Thanks Coach and The Sixth Sense Report. When Joel and I are not studying for the next episode, we're paying bills for hosting and production. If you want to help us out, you can make a donation of any amount by clicking the Buy Me A Coffee link in the show notes. If you broke, don't worry about it. You can subscribe and leave us a review on your podcast catcher. If you did this already, then you can share the show with a friend. Joel Jeezy and I appreciate your support. Now back to our regularly scheduled program. Now, 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 um, Mr. Musk said, uh, if it's not, um, if, if the, if the offer isn't accepted, uh, he would um, reconsider his position as a shareholder. Yeah, I think, and, and there's a lot of games going on, right? Like he, so he got the 9.4%, then the board offered him a position uh, on the board, and then he turned it down at the same time that he made this tender offer. Um, then the board has now swallowed, has done this thing called the poison pill, which essentially is that if anyone accumulates over 15%, they're going to sell or offer to sell at a discounted price new shares to maintain so other owners can maintain their ownership i.e preventing a hostile takeover because the board can issue new shares to continually dilute uh elon's percentage of ownership this is that like it's called a poison pill um the prop the, the the reason why it's called the poison pill is because basically you're tanking the stock price in order to avoid a takeover because you're mm. the reason you're tanking the stock price is because you're selling new shares at a price below market rate mm. um because elon would the argument would be that elon is buying more and more percentages at the market rate and so the only way the way that you can prevent this as a board is that this poison pill approach the dilemma is that i think i saw a stat somewhere floating around that like the current board owns less than like 1% of the shares of the company. Really? Because the primary shareholder of the board before was Jack Dorsey. And I think he was at like 2.4%. And so Elon's at 9.4. And part of the thing with the offering, they were offering Elon a board seat because that would have limited his ownership to 15%. No board member could have more than 15% ownership was currently one of the rules. If I'm not mistaken. Okay. So th- there's a lot of gamesmanship going on right now. Um if I'm not, you know, so you know, is Elon going to turn around and get rid of his stake? I don't think so. I don't think it's over yet. I think you're likely to see- I think I saw something like Elon is looking to create a conglomerate um and conglomerate's not my word not necessarily. it's basically that let's get six people to all own 15% and now you're effectively majority owners as a group mm. right so you could you, now it's a coordinated hostile takeover but it's still a hostile takeover yep yep if you can't beat them buy them yeah yeah and and so you know what's your what, i guess where do you think of of the reforms of you know the direction 
What do you think of all that? Do you think it's productive? Yeah, I think I think it's good to. Um, yeah, I, I think it's worth fighting for what he what he's fighting for, um, and if he can get other guys to jump in on the venture, um, because yeah, I think I think you know Twitter Twitter is, I think it is the best social media platform because it it provides um, the political discourse, which is I think the most important back and forth we need. Right, no other social media really provides that kind of atmosphere, like Twitter does. Uh, and so, in light of you know, uh, um, one of we had a guest, past guest, was on the show who who recently, um, you said got kicked off. Um, oh, Twitter, uh, Hudson, Nick Hudson, Nick Hudson, was it? Yeah, was it Nick Hudson? Yep, yep, yeah, yeah, right. So, and and yeah, just kicking people off for having different 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 opinions is yeah, it's definitely ruining, um, the political discourse, which I think is the most important discourse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think I think it's worth fighting for, and, and I and I hope it, he does win out, and um, Twitter can be more of an inclusive place for ideas. Yeah, I think I think that's, um, and you know, you asked me had I have any you know flags. I think again, the only thing I can think of is like I shared someone else's tweet that had a flag. Um, but but you know, we were talking about shadow banning on Instagram. Uh, Twitter has a similar, you know shadow banning history and and the whole idea behind shadow banning as a term is that there's no clear indication that this person's account is hindered or right it's not flagged it's not suspended it's not under some sort of making it difficult with the algorithms but but non-transparently in a sense right because the, that's why the word shadow ban is used because there's no clear indication that you're banned or that your account doesn't you know get normal feedback other than the fact that you know your numbers are at like 20% of what they used to be mm-hmm. right and so what and what it is is it's shadow banning uh, i saw i read this term it's it's uh, an attempt to limit an organic reach and i thought that was a very good way or terminology of putting it of what actually is happening. So, wow. yeah, because because it's your natural audience that you would have been exposed to. Well, what do they do? Oh, they put, you know, for example, go back to me. They push your story to the back of the line so someone has to go look for you to find your content as opposed right. to randomly organically finding you right. even within your own followers. Right. 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 Yeah. 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 Definitely. Um, okay. <laughs> What's your whole two cents on this whole situation? Well, and and in my tweet, um, I was basically when I was talking about my ban on on Twitter, I sort of finished with, "Let's go Twitter to Elon. Or Instagram." Or sorry, or my, Instagram. my post on Twitter about the Instagram ban, I and I basically was like, "Well, I guess I'm going full board on Twitter." Uh, let's go, Elon. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm did you done. put a hashtag? I hashtagged hate speech and then yeah, tagged Elon. Yeah. Oh, by um, the way, by the way, sorry. And also one of the things that I love about Twitter is you can, you can get in touch. You can, you can get in touch with um, the untouchable, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. Right? So some of the people um, you follow, you like, who have a lot of numbers, they're more likely to get back to you or, or respond to you 
on Twitter. And that's why. Yeah. Um, or I, or I like, like your comment, retweet your comment. Yeah, retweet your comment, like your comment so you have more interaction with them on Twitter. It almost seems like on Instagram and Facebook, there is no reason for them to interact with you per se. Well, and, and again, that goes back to this whole silo thing that I was sort of getting at, right? With, with Twitter, you sort of are broadcasting and, the com- and, and you know, there's this live conversation going back and forth, you know, people quote tweeting each other that you just, the, the interaction is, is, I just want to say like more organically assim- like similar to what I would think about of like free speech discourse. Mm-hmm. And just like, you know, whether it's a public debate or a, p- a sidewalk chat, Right there's this similarity to the nature of conversation, just whether it's the limitation of characters or whatnot. So my my two cents is that like this is important. Um, I think I think it's there's so much irony in in a lot of the criticisms. I'm gonna put a bunch of stuff in the show notes page regarding. So I've got two tweets from there's this Twitter page called Defiant L's, which is about Essentially, they post two tweets by the same person or similar people, usually the same person, that are completely contradictory, right? So the example here is Robert Reich, who's this hardcore socialist. Um, he has one tweet that says, anyone who is, this is from January 9th, 2021, and then on April 4th, 2022, when Elon's buying Twitter is the second tweet. The first tweet says, Anyone who's saying Twitter's ban violates the First Amendment doesn't know Twitter's a private company and the First Amendment protects individuals against government. And then the irony is his tweet criticizing Elon says, what could possibly go wrong with an oligarch determining what constitutes free speech? So my point is the irony here is that they want to support or, or in this case, Robert Reich is like, hey, don't, don't call it a free speech violation. You know, it's Twitter. It's not it's a private company, blah, 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 blah. But then, like, he's essentially arguing the same thing, the opposite thing when it's, the, you know, someone like Elon, who he disagrees with as a capitalist, becoming in control. Uh, there's a similar one from Business Insider, August 5th, 2013. Billionaire Jeff Bezos, Washington Post, by marks a fascinating culture transition in America. So they're praising Bezos's purchase of the magazine or the the newspaper Washington Post. And then mm-hmm. they say on April 14th, 2022, Elon Musk's attempt to buy Twitter represents a chilling new threat. Billionaire trolls taking over social media. Right? So again, the, and and you can see this with how many newspapers are owned by leftists famous public you know or the government or or well yeah okay that's canadian cbc (laughs) but but the point is that you know when when those people are in control of this you know speech or or communication tool there's praise but when a conservative person or a libertarian oriented person or someone who's not down with the agenda it's it's pure demonization um and and so really my two cents is that we're not, this just demonstrates the lack of willingness for one side to have a conversation. They want to censor, they want to remove the conversation. And generally speaking, the people that do that don't actually have the better argument. They are ideological and authoritarian, right? They have their way that they think it needs to be done. 
and authoritarianism is the means to execute it. You know, someone had asked me a question on one of my Facebook posts, sort of about this being an ideological as opposed to an authoritarian problem. And I said, sort of similar to something I just, what I just said, which is, yes, they're ideologues, but without the authoritarian perspective, they wouldn't be censoring. Free speech wouldn't be an issue. Twitter wouldn't be sort of having this, you can't say that perspective, you, you know, if it's, they're trying to shape the conversation as opposed to the free speech person with the perspective that they have the right opinion. When someone's spouting the wrong opinion, the answer to that is more information, not less. And censorship is about making less information and only giving you the approved information. So I think this Elon saga is very, that my two cents is really that this Elon saga is, is shining the light on the authoritarian ways of, of you know, the mainstream leftists. Because when a conservative or right-leaning individual is in charge, it's just throw bombs, throw bombs, throw bombs at somebody. Much like what happened with Trump. Again, not giving him any praise, just demonstrating, you know, how's the media act differently with the, the left person versus the right person. What about you? What's your two cents on all this? My two cents? Well... I have three four-letter words. Free Joe Jeezy. <laughs> That's my two cents. Okay. That was short and sweet. Uh, I, can, <laughs> I can agree. I can agree. <laughs> you can agree. <laughs> Although, uh, on this day, we can uh, rejoice in our freedom coming from other places. But, mm -hmm. uh, yes, free, free yeah. me. <laughs> hopefully i get uh, i mean if i if i honestly my attitude is if they don't let me back i don't know if i'm coming back to instagram i'm probably done but uh, yeah, we'll see yeah. we'll see yeah, yeah we'll see we'll see man but um yeah let us know what you guys think what's your two cents on this whole thing it you know where up. to find us um what is it six cent support at gmail uh and of course uh follow us on social media while we still have it <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Um, do good at Darnell, D O G U D D A underscore Darnell on Twitter, Facebook, um, and then Instagram. Yeah, and, yeah and that's also, yeah, on Instagram, Darnell Samuels on Facebook. Um, not on Snapchat yet. Give me a reason to. Give me a reason to, y'all, and I'll, and I'll get on Snapchat and uh, maybe even TikTok and do some dances. I like dancing. Mm. So who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I you definitely uh, hit it up at my wedding on that the Soul Train rocking it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I was a bit of a spectator, but, <laughs> so I'll leave you to your TikTok dances and I'll. Uh, yeah, but yeah, but yeah, 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 so hit me up T Joel N thirty nine, Twitter and Facebook. Um, no longer on IG. Six cents makes change. But you heard me. Does that make sense? Madden and Mitchell Media. 